Today's edition of the Athletic Business Podcast is brought to you by Paddock Industries, the leader in commercial pool equipment. Provide your swimmers with safe, clean air using the Paddock Evacuator and maintain crystal clear water with our regenerative media filters. Visit paddockindustries.com to find out more. Welcome to the Athletic Business Podcast. I'm Andy Berg, operating solo today without Tabitha Wethel. I'm excited to bring you the conversation I had with Jesse Cole, owner of the Savannah Bananas. He will also be the keynote at the 2022 AB Show in Orlando, Florida. I'll have some details about that after our conversation. Um, Quick introduction, Jesse is the founder of Fans First Entertainment, which owns and operates the Savannah Bananas. The Bananas have welcomed more than 1 million fans to their ballpark and have been featured on MSNBC, CBS Sunday Morning, Access Hollywood, HBO Real Sports, CNN, and ESPN. The Bananas currently have sold out every game since their first season and have a wait list for tickets that's over 90,000. Jesse is an in-demand speaker and author of Find Your Yellow Tux, How to Be Successful by Standing Out, and I'll note that when I spoke with Jesse on zoom he was wearing his what he calls his uniform his yellow suit and yellow top hat he's also the author of fans first change the game break the rules and create an unforgettable experience jesse believes to be successful you need to stand out and be different he releases blogs and videos regularly on linkedin he is passionate about creating attention loving your customers more than your product and loving your employees more than your customers Jesse's mantra is, whatever is normal, do the exact opposite. And I think uh, after you listen to our conversation, you'll understand exactly what that mantra means. Jesse, thank you so much uh, for joining us. So excited to be with you. No, we appreciate you taking the time. Um, So... What's a typical Savannah Banana game like? And and can you what can fans expect when they come out to a game? <laughs> it's very hard to describe what we do, but people <laughs> say it's like a circus and a baseball game breaks out. Uh-huh. You know, we we have one mission, it's to make baseball fun. So from players playing in kilts to players in stilts to a breakdancing coach to dancing players to a senior citizen dance team, the banana nanas, to a banana baby we lift up in the air, to a banana pep band, to a dancing umpire. You name it, we try it here in Banana Land, and uh, we've been fortunate after some real challenges adversity, we've developed quite the fan base. Wonderful. Um, what made you think there was an opportunity to reinvent the game of baseball with the Bananas? <laughs> well, I started as a GM of a team at 23 years old, and wow. my first day, there was $268 in the bank account, and I found out there was only 200 fans coming to the games. And so <laughs> it really depends on where you start. And you know, I realized that, uh, baseball wasn't a challenge, a challenging spot. And even at the major league level, attendance was declining. The average baseball fan was over 60 years old. Uh, viewership was declining in every sense. So uh, I realized that most people, when you ask, uh, do you like baseball? And they say, eh, it's okay. It's kind of too long, too yeah. short, uh, too long, too slow, too boring. And so as I started seeing that over and over again, we said, you know, what if it was the exact opposite? What if it was nonstop entertainment? What if it was, what if it was fast? What if it was unbelievably uh, exciting? And that's what we tried to create. 
Nice. Um, I've heard you referred to as the banana circus ringleader. Uh, what's your role at the games? <laughs> I've been called a lot of things, but uh, <laughs> yes, I think the ringmaster is one word that I've heard a lot. But yeah, I mean, as the owner of the team, I believe my job is to give our staff, our players, our cast, and our fans permission to have fun. Uh -huh. So yes, I wear a yellow tuxedo every single day. It's my uniform. When I put it on, it's showtime. And I'm out in the crowd, and I'm on the mic, and I'm throwing t-shirts and Dolce Banana underwear in the crowd. I'm singing along. I'm dancing. I'm leaving the crowd to you know come to this place where they can really escape everything that's going on in their world and just have fun and not care what anyone else thinks and just express themselves. And that's what I try to do every night at the ballpark. Sure. So talk to me about baseball and its traditions um, and how you either honor or dismiss those uh, in your pursuit of giving fans sort of a new and exciting and engaging experience while still offering baseball. <laughs> so I was, I mean, I was a guy that played baseball my whole life. So I, I had a big love of baseball. I grew up in it as one bond me and my dad had. I had the dreams of playing professional baseball until I got injured. And, but I realized there's a big difference between watching a game and playing a game. Yeah. Playing can be a lot of fun. Watching could be a different story. And I, similar to one of my biggest mentors, Walt Disney, had a moment like him when he was sitting on a park, park bench in Griffith Park watching his two daughters, Diane and Sharon, go on a uh, carousel and he said, man, I wish there was a place that adults and kids could have fun together. Sure. And I realized that here that we could do that if it wasn't just the same boring traditional game. So yeah, big mindset for us is whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And so, <laughs> so we look at, you know, this in, in, in my book, Fans First, I talk about the five E's to creating raving fans. The first E is to eliminate friction. So to look at all those boring parts, all those normal parts that don't get people excited in a baseball game and change them. So, yeah, at our ballpark, uh, you know, every ticket is all inclusive here in Savannah. All your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert. Uh, there's no ticket fees, no convenient fees. We invented a brand new game, Banana Ball. It's a two-hour time limit. There's no walks. There's no bunts. There's no stepping out. There's stealing <laughs> first. And if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. It yeah. is crazy. But fans stay till the end of the game and they don't want to leave their seat because it's something new and exciting. And that's what we try to do and try to create. That's great. Um, do you think the lessons you learned with the bananas can trans translate to other organizations that are maybe looking to re-energize their staff and re-engage re with customers? Oh, 100%. You know, I, I believe there's, there's two types of businesses out there. There's the type of business that's chasing customers and there's the type of business that's creating fans. And I believe if you create fans, your business will endure for a long time, no matter what industry you're in. And it's just, it's a different conversation. You know, so many people in their industry, they talk about how do you drive sales, revenue, and profits? We don't have those conversations here in Banana Land. We talk about how do we create fans? Every meeting we talk about, we ask, what is fans first? What would create fans? And if you focused on your long-term fans over your short-term profits, well, the revenue and the profits end up taking care of themselves. And we've been fortunate to see that happen. And so whatever industry you're in, it's truly looking at what are we doing every day to create fans, to create evangelists? Because right now we spend zero dollars on marketing, yet we have a wait list for tickets over 80,000 and have been so fortunate to sell out every single game with zero dollars on marketing. But fortunately, we've learned how to create fans. So being a, a baseball, a former baseball player, um, you must know a lot of baseball folks and, and uh, people that work in the industry. What do they think of what you're doing? <laughs> I think it's a mixed bag. And, uh, you know, obviously from the purists and traditionalists, we do get some criticism. But, you know, I believe if you're not getting criticized, you're playing it too safe. 
And so we'll get a little criticism saying, oh, it's just a circus. All you guys do is dance. And well, the reality is we've won more games over the last six years than any team in our previous league. And we've done a lot of things that have, uh, you know, uh, show that you can win while having fun. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, these guys are just, you know, having fun. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is. But I think a lot of people, once they see it, they say, wow, this is talented baseball that they're having a great time and it spreads. It's contagious. You watch 82 year olds in our stadium are dancing for two hours straight. You know, we had, I mean, we, we had literally a, a great grandmother, 95 years old, who came up to me at a game and hugged me and then said, I want to dance with you. She just started dancing at the end of the game. She's like, that was the most fun. I don't want to stop dancing. And I was that's like, great. OK, let's do this. And so I think that's that's what we try to do is try to get people's best selves to come out and really have fun. I, I, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but how does the, how does the the entertainment factor work with an actual league where there's standings and and there's an actual uh, it, does everybody play by the same rules or how, how does that work? Yeah, so we've had two teams. We've had a team that plays in the Coastal Plain League, which is a regular traditional baseball league, and then we have our team that plays banana ball, which we play other teams playing that banana ball, and everyone knows what they're getting themselves to. Um, in the traditional league. We've won the last two championships. We won the our first year. We won it, so we've won more games than any team in anyone in, in the league. Um, playing traditional baseball, but we still dance. We still celebrate. We still do crazy hitting entrances. We still do all the things that we can do within the parameters, the rules. And to be honest, we just have more fun than anyone else. And it turns into I think I think we only lost three games at home this entire year, and wow. so it, that's what it turns into. They're playing loose. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think of anything, anybody. If you think about your job or if you think back to maybe when you were in school back in the day, the classes that you really enjoyed, that you had fun, you performed better. The jobs that we all did that maybe in high school or college, we just had to fill in and we didn't really love it. We didn't have fun with it. We didn't do a good job. Like yeah. it just wasn't what. But when you find something that gives you energy and everyone goes, Jesse, you have so much energy. How do you do it? I go, I do what gives me energy all day even this right now sharing with you gives me energy so i will do it better than someone without energy so you know i think that's so important the guys on the field they have more fun and it and turns it translates pretty well onto the ball field right uh what, what do you see in terms of the future of professional baseball do you think there's room for the mlb to embrace change and offer fans a more exciting experience yeah, I mean, Major League Baseball has a great opportunity. And, um, you know, unfortunately for them and fortunately, you know, there are over $10 billion in revenue. Their their revenues are climbing more than anything. Unfortunately, their fan base is declining, and especially yeah. in the younger younger fan base. So they have an opportunity. They're driving tons of revenue, but they need to think into the future and how you're going to drive future fans. And I think, you know, what, which is crazy because, you know, I was sleeping on an airbed six years ago. You know, yeah. only sold two tickets, had to sell our house, and we're down to our last dollar. But now to think, you know, we have over 3 million TikTok followers, which is 2 million more than any Major League Baseball team. And, you know, our, our, our following has grown considerably. It's because we focus on that young audience. So what does a young audience want? Well, the reality is we are in a TikTok world. People can get entertained at their fingertips just by swiping every six to eight seconds. Sure. Your baseball games are over three hours long. So for us, we're trying to build a highlight world. Every hitter has a special entrance. Every fielder can do a trick play between their legs. Every pitcher can do trick pitches and strikeout moves like WWE. You know, there's all these moments that we're trying to create that you better watch because you might miss something. And in Major League Baseball, you know, you, you watch the Sports Center highlights, 30 seconds of the best moments, but the other three hours, there's not much exciting play. We need to build a game that's more fun, that lets players express themselves, that lets players celebrate more, that younger fan base can really uh, be attracted to. Sure. Um, 
it seems like the, sort of the sky's the limit for what you might try with the bananas. Any new ideas you're working on right now? <laughs> uh, as I share, our, our first uh, TV series just came out this past week, debuted on ESPN2, yeah. Banana Land, and now it's on ESPN Plus every Friday. Um, it opens, the first few minutes it opens, sharing uh, about me and my idea journal. So every day I write down 10 ideas, and I've been doing this since 2015. So thousands and thousands of terrible ideas. But the only way you can get great ideas is if you constantly work that idea muscle and continue to push yourself every day. Just like in, you know, in training and working your body and exercising, you got to do it every single day. You got to do something to keep it going. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're like Saturday Night Live. So every, every weekend we're putting down completely brand new skits that people have never seen before. So, yeah, I mean, obviously people have seen us with the stills. They've seen us with the bats on fire. They've seen us with do, guys doing splits and ballet hitters and ballet pitchers soon. Um, but yeah, just stay tuned because uh, I would say every night at the ballpark, we're now doing more like 10 to 15 new things we've ever done before. And so we'll eventually, we'll have guys skydive to their positions in the middle of the game. We'll eventually have a guy ride a bull from the bullpen. We'll eventually have a ball monkey that delivers balls to the umpire 1,000%. Uh, but we're, we're just getting started. Awesome. Well, we really look forward to seeing you at AB Show in Orlando. And uh, thank you again so much for taking the time today. Uh, it was a pleasure. It's great being with you. And we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Jesse. He's a really interesting guy, and I think he'll make a great keynote speaker at AB Show 2022. Conference runs November 16th through the 19th. And the expo is open the 17th and the 18th. Quick fun fact to end things today. Uh, Jesse owns seven yellow tuxedos and proposed to his wife, Emily, in the yellow tux in front of a sold-out crowd. She said yes. The two later married at their stadium. In 2018, they welcomed their first baby banana named Maverick. And with that, I uh, hope to see everyone at AB Show in Orlando. And catch you next time. Thanks so much.